Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost eight years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. You can learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and co-host Ananga Sevier, and we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. And today's question is, hi guys, I've been enjoying the last few episodes that I've heard of your podcast. For 10 or so years, I've been suffering from an anxiety-based vestibular disorder. The symptoms are unsteadiness, balance problems, and problems with speaking. Apart from the usual means of dealing with anxiety, are there any other things I should be looking at to combat these episodes? Thanks in advance. Hey, Ananga, welcome back. Hi, Shen. Now, this is a question that we haven't received before, so I'm glad we get to answer it today. Me too. It's a a new question, but many people who suffer with anxiety do suffer with dizziness to varying degrees. So I think although this is a specific condition, there is relevance here for many of our listeners. What do you know about vestibular disorders? I'm no expert. I looked up from the Vestibular Disorders Association that this disorder causes overwhelming dizziness, vertigo, and other symptoms that can't be seen and are often difficult for others, sometimes even close family members, to understand. I do have some experience myself of extreme dizziness from chronic illness, so I'm hoping we can share some tips today to help. Well, I know that one of the things that has been recommended for years and years for dizziness is getting grounded, getting in our body. And one of the best ways to do that is oil massage. Yeah, to use oil massage for grounding, uh, it's really helpful to oil the soles of your feet before going to bed at night. So it's recommended to put an old towel down or even do it in the bathroom because the oil can readily seep into your bedding. So going to the bathroom to do it and really towel off thoroughly afterwards. But oiling the feet brings all the head energy down. It's extremely grounding. And it's been known for thousands of years that there are reflex points on the feet, reflexology points, which relate to the body as a whole. So you can set up a really nice massage routine, massaging on the top of your feet between the bones of the toes that relaxes the lung and chest area. Then if you massage firmly with your thumb from your heel up the instep of your foot to the toes and back again that relaxes the spine and squeezing from your little toe the base of your little toe down the outside of your foot that relaxes the shoulders and arms and massaging the bottom of the feet is super relaxing very relaxing and very grounding to the body oil massage can also be done or or not massage but oiling your ears right that that would also help with this kind of dizziness and and vertigo. Yeah, for complaints like tinnitus, for example, oil in the ears is really helpful and really important. Very often when there's 
dizziness in the body. It can be what Ayurveda would call a vata-related disorder, and oil is always helpful in those situations. For myself, I greatly benefited from putting sesame oil in my ears. It's important to use the right kind of sesame oil. It shouldn't be the toasted kind used for cooking. Raw sesame oil is best. Uh, good sources can be found with pucker herbs in the UK or Banyan Botanicals in America. Uh, these are trusted Ayurvedic suppliers and they provide a high quality ripened sesame oil that's pre-cured and it's perfect for massage or air drops. So you could simply lay down on one side, put your head on a towel, lay to one side and just put five or ten drops of warmed sesame oil into your ear daily, similar way to how you would use ear drops and just rest with it there, relaxing for a few minutes then sit up and clean your ear. Sometimes it's helpful just to drain your ear, have a tissue ready and just drain your ear and wipe the excess off and then flip to the other side and repeat. I have a friend who suffered with a, a bad nervous condition a few years ago and she went crazy on oil massage because it helped her so much. And I told her, try putting a few drops of Sesame oil in your ears and apply some to your nose also. This is called Nasya in Ayurveda. It's really good for the nervous system. And I saw her one day and she just had so much oil around her ears and her nose. And I said, wow, you really went for it. She said, it's helping me so much. She said, more than anything else I'm doing, this is really helping. Oh, and the thing is, again, it's another, it's a simple process. It, it's not difficult. Um, working with, we both worked with Pucka and with Banyan and they are great companies. Uh, I absolutely love the Pitta oil. Um, that's what I used two nights ago. My brain kicked in and boy, I was just not going to get back to sleep. And I did the oil massage on my feet and did some breath work and I was able to fall asleep in a fairly short period of time compared to the amount of time that I had been awake. And I thought, oh, I'm so glad that I have this remedy, you know, right here. And I know that it works. I know that it's going to work before I even settle in and um, let it do its thing. Yeah, so, so helpful for such a broad range of complaints. And the tendency in Western medicine is we talk about a specific disorder and it's really zoomed in on as a, a particular thing under a particular banner with a set set of symptoms. But Ayurveda deals much much more broadly with principles dealing with similar types of symptoms that come from a similar type of disturbance in the nature of the body, in the in the energy of the body, in the elements that make up the body. So although we're talking quite broadly here where somebody's written in with a specific disorder, these principles, anywhere where there's anxiety, nervous unrest and, and dizziness in his body. These simple, simple things are very much worth a try. They are. And I think we must bring forward EFT tapping as well. Practicing EFT uh, for this particular disorder, as, as we've talked about many, many times, and for newer listeners, um, EFT tapping or emotional freedom techniques is a combination of ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology, which is now known as energy psychology. And Ananga and I both practice EFT, we teach EFT, we know how well it can help you. 
And it's really easy to learn this technique, which involves tapping on the meridian points of the body while repeating statements that help focus on an issue where we're seeking relief. I think the most difficult thing about EFT is getting it how well it works and giving it a try. Once you've tried it, there's just no denying how helpful it is. I think, I think the challenge is just trying it and persisting with it. It's incredibly effective. We have a tapping diagram for you at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. So you can get more information about EFT there as well as that tapping diagram. But often one of the best places to start to get the most relief is to tap through the points while focusing on your symptoms. So I think it's important that we maybe share a little example of that as well. And then you can re-listen to the episode if you need to and you know, head over to the website and then and tap through with us either now or after you've had a chance to take in the material. Yeah, again, very simple to use EFT. You start by focusing your attention on the issue you want to work on. So when you're suffering from a physical symptom and it's something as as present as this kind of disorder, it's already there, it's already up and running in your body. So you just need to take a few deep breaths and then just bring your attention to the strongest symptom that you're experiencing right now. You don't need to think, oh, well, sometimes this one's worse than that one. Right now in this moment, what's the strongest symptom you're experiencing? And then in EFT, we use something called a SUDS scale. It stands for Subjective Units of Distress. It's a funny name, but basically, it's to give yourself a, a marker to monitor your progress. So we'd normally ask you on a scale of 0 to 10, how strong are the symptoms you're experiencing right now in this moment? Again, don't go off and think, well, sometimes they're like a 9 and a 10 right now. How strongly you're ex experiencing your symptoms in this moment. So you give yourself a number. Zero would be completely symptom-free and relaxed. 10 would be maximum manifestation of those symptoms. So you just give yourself a number and jot it down on a piece of paper. And then you make yourself a, what we call a setup statement, tapping on the side of your hand, or the karate chop point that you can find on the diagram on our website. And you'd use a statement to describe what you're feeling, which would go something like, even though I have this overwhelming dizziness, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Try and use the words that you would use to yourself when you're describing what you're going through, or perhaps the words you might use to describe it to a friend or family member. Don't use clinical words. Use words that represent your experience of this condition to you. And then you just simply, simply start tapping through the EFT sequence, just briefly describing your symptoms at each point as you tap. So you get the diagram and start tapping at the beginning of your eyebrow and just remind yourself, for example, overwhelming dizziness and tapping at the outside of your corner of your eye, repeating your reminder phrase, overwhelming dizziness, tapping under your eye, and just continue like that, working your way through to the end of the sequence. And I think it's important to share too that you can tap with either hand on either side of the body because the same meridian channels run down both sides of the body. So we don't want you to get too concerned about, ah, is it the right hand, the left <laughs> hand, what side, you know, how, how am I doing this? It's, you're, you're good to go whatever side you choose. Yep, either side, either hand. And then when you get to the end of the sequence, you take a deep breath, 
and check in with yourself and review your number on the SUD scale. So if, say, for example, you gave yourself a score of a seven, just see if it went down a little. Did it perhaps go down to a six or a five? If you had a slight shift, you've done really well. You've had some success with EFT and you just need to keep going, keep tapping, keep tuning in and keep breathing. And would you say, Ananga, that five or six rounds is, is a good place to start? Yeah, I think it's good to, you know, really give it a good go. If nothing changed for you, if there's no shift, keep tapping anyway. Keep tapping and breathing and just look out for any emotions that you have around your condition. And watch out for objections to trying EFT or feeling that it's not necessarily meeting what your needs are. Watch out for thoughts like, I'm not sure this will work for me or this feels weird or you know, I've had this for so long, I, I really don't see the point in doing this and tap for those. Very often we have safety objections in place and sometimes we can get relief from physical symptoms when we clear those. So just keep tapping and breathing and certainly five or six rounds through the sequence is a good place to start. And one of the ways that you know tapping is working is you might find yourself yawning um, you might find yourself calling up some emotions that surprise you. Um, you might start to feel a little bit emotional or sad, and that and that's okay. That's all very normal. Yep, yawning, sighing, tearing of the eyes. You might feel quite tired. You might feel like you've been through something, and kind of it normally means that you've let something go in the body. Then you may need to rest. Good idea to have a glass of water and take some rescue remedy after tapping. And do you recommend tapping every day, even if, you know, for instance, if I have symptoms today, but I don't have them tomorrow, but I know that over a scale of time, I have them quite regularly, would you recommend that? I think tapping every day is one of the best things we can do for ourselves, even if you don't feel like tuning into symptoms or symptoms might not be present on a given day, just get the diagram and tap and breathe and just go through it for, say, five minutes. And you will experience such a relief, such a, a release and relaxation and, and gradual diminishing of anxiety. Actually, sometimes it's quite rapid. EFT is incredible. I've never known it not work if somebody's willing to give it a good try. You had a story that you wanted to share uh, regarding, uh, I think, something that you learned or watched with the tapping solution for pain relief. It was a knee pain story, I think. I was watching with interest that our friends at The Tapping Solution, they've just released a new program for tapping for autoimmune disorders, which I'm really interested in. And I was reading through their material for that this morning. And I came across a, a story um, that Nick Ortner shares in his pain relief book. I'm also very interested in the use of EFT tapping for pain relief. He called a knee pain story, Sad Knees. And it's about a lady that was suffering with fibromyalgia. She'd had it for many years. And sometimes the pain in her knees was so bad that she would have to crawl around the house. She couldn't bear the pain of her weight going on her knees. So she was tapping with one of Nick's associates who was helping her work through this issue. And they unearthed that at the time the fibromyalgia started, she was going through some real emotional intensity in her life. So they used the word sad knees and they were tapping for sad knees and this is something with EFT that's incredibly effective if you can get the emotional component in there with the symptom you're feeling really really effective 
to just sum up the story, she did some tapping and experienced great relief from this pain in her knees, and then it came back. And fortunately, she had the tenacity to tap again, and she went off and did a lot of tapping on her own. And now she's completely pain-free to the point that her husband built them a two-story home. And they checked in on a, a few years later, and she can still walk up and down stairs pain-free and is really enjoying that. That's a very powerful testimonial to EFT, that's for sure. For a thorough step-by-step -step support in using EFT for anxiety relief, would please have a look around at our course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. It, it can help you a great deal. And these kinds of testimonials that Ananga just shared go on and on and on. EFT really is magical and simple. And once you learn it and once you start to practice it, it really will change your life. The Quick Anxiety Stopper, Emotional Rescue When You Need It Most. The Quick Anxiety Stopper is a simple anxiety relief tool you can use anywhere, anytime, to quickly regain a sense of calm and control when anxiety strikes. Discover how to slay your anxiety today using your body's own emergency stop button. To find out more, visit the Slayer store at anxietyslayer.com. <laughs>